It's time to light up a cigar and talk about business and cars. Are you ready to get the insider edge and pick up a few ideas that you can incorporate into your business today? Your host, Brandon Green, has 25 plus years in the automotive industry with 10 plus years owning his own business. Together with a diverse lineup of guests from all industries, he's asking the right questions to get you the answers you seek. My youngest daughter can tell you how to program a remote. She's heard me say it so many freaking times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, yep. I, damn, my son is damn near ready to go on to the tech lines. I mean, he's he's at the point now. He's only 24. And I wish I knew what he knew when I was 24. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've met him a couple of times and he is yeah. um, he's definitely um, your prodigy. Just hey, listen, <laughs> I give him a lot of credit, man. He he learned a lot of that himself. Yes, You know, people were like, oh, your dad, your dad, your dad. And I'm like, no, don't. I mean, I help him when he needs help. But like he he knows when he calls me and it's a stupid question. I just hang up on him. <laughs> And he knows that he needs to figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, I can't do that at work. But, well, yeah. But it forces him to understand it. You know what I mean? And I think that's where he has excelled past a normal 24-year-old. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Tell you what, so, next time Dan calls, just hang up on him. No, God, I would never do that to Dan. I like Dan. Oh, I, I love Dan, but he would find it hilarious as long as, you know, he... he I'll just tell him either that or listen to this and he'll see it. He'll yeah. Like, so oh. I'll preface it with, I'm going to treat you like my son, Dan, and I'm just going to hang up. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> no, oh. no, I, I would never do that. to Dan. Well, I might do it to Dan. Just oh, come to see on. What, just to see what happens. You've been around Dan enough. I, th- I think he'd be just fine with it, but it'd be funny as hell, especially when he told hilarious. He'd tell me late, I called Jason, that motherfucker hung up on me. <laughs> I would lose my shit. Because you'll know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and, and you're responsible. We will stop asking stupid questions. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, I, I, I won't go into that one, but you should ask. Next time you see Dan at uh, K-Fest or whatever, ask him about, uh, there, there's been a stupid question or two he's asked me, and I'm like, dude, come on, Really? Well, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I've asked stupid questions, so I'm not harping on Dan at all. He he does an amazing job, and I love I I love him. But you know, we all do it at time, and it is what it is. But yeah, I've I've literally been like, really. So, yeah. And he, I, I ain't gonna lie. There's even a couple of times where I've asked him something. He's like, "What? You fucking, <laughs> you fucking know this? Shut the fuck up!" And he walk <laughs> off. I'm like, "Okay, fair enough." And I'm like, See? you know what? You know what? It goes both ways. So it does. Good enough. It does. But uh, yeah, my my son, he's 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 damn near ready to get on a tech tech calls. Awesome. But, uh, he can tent though. I can't tent where the shit, dude. I've tried for years to learn how to tent. I cannot <laughs> do it, dude. I've I tried. It. I, I I don't have the patience for it. I can't do it. Oh. No. Tenors are a special fucking breed. And I'm sorry, all you tenors out there, if you're hearing this, uh, tough shit. I love you guys. You do an amazing job. But you are a special breed of person that I will. I, I, I used to think, oh, yeah, I can make this. Yeah, no, fuck that. Uh, Bro, I can't do it. But damn, if I don't drive 300 miles to 
to have him tint my car. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not dumb, you know? Yep. Like, I'm not going to do it. He does it. He does. He does a beautiful job. I mean, awesome. I, my daughter and uh, she drove out there and she doesn't even ask me to do that anymore. She knows better. <laughs> so speaking of which, your youngest just graduated, didn't she? She did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sitting here actually looking a little bit and you guys did all the graduation fun stuff and whatever. But no, that's awesome. Congrats. And, and that was the youngest, correct? That is my youngest. Yep. And she's going to be heading off to college. Um, one of the nice things is that a lot of people don't really, maybe they don't know. I'm a school board director in the district as well. I was going to, I was going to bring that up that, and you're also doing a something else. You started a, what, a couple of years ago. What? Fireman. Oh, firefighting. Yeah. I, uh, I decided to become a fireman at the ripe age of like 47 because <laughs> I didn't have enough shit to do. So they suckered me in, Brandon. Do you know the? Do you know how they suckered me in? I don't think you've told me the story. No, I haven't. Okay. So, a good friend of mine. He's he's like my my best friend. You know, um, he was he's a fireman, and uh, he said, "Hey, we got this new engine um, that came in, but there's no radio in it because they wanted forty five hundred dollars to add the radio to it with two four inch speakers." Yeah. And I, and I said, say what? Um, so I went down and I looked at the engine. I go down there and I'm looking at it and I said, man, this is a single din hole and there's speaker holes already here. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, how the hell is it $4,500? I, I don't get it. So they're like, Oh, you know, what can you do? And I'm like, man, let me, let me make a phone call real quick. And if you, you need to go, go ahead. I'll keep telling the story. So okay. I call, I called Tozy and I say, Hey, Tozy, I said, can you guys do a single den radio and a couple speakers for our fire department? And, uh, you know, he, he called me back and he said, he goes, yeah, we can do something. And, uh, he goes, let me, let me see what we have floating around. And, uh, he goes, uh, just give me an address. He goes, I, I'll, I'll get you pricing later. And uh, so I gave him the address. I, I kind of told him what we needed. And then literally within two days, a box shows up in my door. And there's the radio and the speakers. And in there was a uh, note uh, from, from them saying, you know, just go ahead and put it in the engine. Um, you know, Sony was going to just give us the product to put in there and you know, kind of, you know, how Sony is, you know, their marketing is phenomenal and they, they're always willing to help anybody out. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, uh, so I, I go down there, I get this box, I go down and I talk to the chief and I said, Hey, listen, I said, I got friends, you know, that in, in places that, that hooked us up, you know, they gave us a radio and some speakers told us to put it in on them. You know, I'm going to do your labor, blah, blah, blah. So I'm taking this engine apart, putting this radio in, and there's like seven firefighters down there all sitting there watching me. And I'm like, I've never worked on an engine of this size or anything like that. And I'm sitting there and I turn around. I'm like, one of you motherfuckers want to help me? <laughs> yeah, I figure I'm in a shop, right? This is shop time for me. Mm -hmm. and, and they all looked at me and started laughing. They were like, we were just waiting for you to ask for help. And I'm like, <laughs> you bastards. 
so they come over and they were helping me and you know they were talking about you know oh you should just join that way you can you, know, you can work on all the trucks for us you can put the new radios in and blah 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 <laughs> i'm like yeah 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 whatever so then uh they got a new rescue well it's not a new one they they purchased a used rescue that needed a lot of help mm-hmm. and uh we started talking about you know putting all new led lights in it and you know, headlights and turn signal, you know, you know, we're put all in. Yeah. And I was like, he's like, why don't we do this? Why don't you just join? That way I can give you a key and you can work on it at your own leisure. I said, <laughs> okay. So I joined, they, they, they let me in and he, and you know, a couple months later, he's like, Hey, would you be willing to take a couple classes just, you know, to make it, you know, more people in the class and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. So, I started taking these classes. I end up completing all the essential courses and I don't know, almost two years it took to complete all that. So I was about 49 at that point. And uh, I ended up taking the test and damn it, I passed. I passed the firefighter one uh, certification, which was a really rough day, man. That was tough <laughs> on my body. I bet. I, 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 I am pretty positive. I would not do that currently. Um, I learned a lot. I also learned that I'm getting old. I, uh, at one point I laid down in the middle of the fire ground when we were doing it, when we were doing all the different stations and things you have to do. And I just opened up my gear. Cause you got to wear your gear the whole time. Right. You know, and I did it in September. So it was still hot here. Yeah. And, uh, I'm just laying there. I opened up my jacket. I'm just laying on my back. And, uh, a couple of instructors come up. They're like, uh, you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. And uh, one of the other guys that was one of my teammates, well, one of my partners for the different stations because they split us all up. Um, he's a really good guy. He's funny as hell too, but he's he's about 15 years younger than me. He walks by and he's like, eh, just let him breathe. He's good. And he keeps walking. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm like, help me out, man. Because I was dying. I was dying. And they were like trying to call an ambulance. I'm like, I'm good. Trust me. I'm good. Just give me a minute. But uh, yeah, I ended up, I ended up passing it, getting my certifications, um, working on my uh, flying the drone certification for the state now. So I'll be doing That's this. awesome. Yeah. I'm heavily involved in the search and rescue team. So that just makes more sense. Um, but uh, yeah, I go on normal calls, uh, car accidents. I'm a, rescue tech for vehicles um i got another training coming up towards the end of the year i gotta actually make sure i can schedule it in between you know work and school stuff um that's going to be a specialty vehicle type thing that's where you get into hybrids and things of that nature and, um, but yeah it's it's a it, it's definitely uh it's definitely different but those guys those guys they suckered me in for real man <laughs> I, th- I think I've seen, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've seen you with a boat and some of the other stuff you guys were doing too. Yeah, so they bought a rescue boat. They had to go to Alabama to get it because of COVID. The chief was calling me. He's like, hey, they want to, it was like $1,600 to do rope lighting around the inside edge so it lights up the bottom of the boat. Mm-hmm. And you had to pick the color. And I'm like, $1,600? I said, man, we could do that for about 250 yeah, like, no shit. And he's like asking me all this stuff. And I'm like, buy the boat strip, man. We'll do it at the, we'll do it in the house. And uh, yeah, it was like three or four days worth of 
after work and at nights, we had that whole boat wired and set up and I'm about to hit Tozy up for some Marine stuff for it. <laughs> so if he's listening to this, that phone call is coming, Anthony. <laughs> but uh, well, no, I mean, it's, it's a good time. I've learned a lot from them guys and that brotherhood and sisterhood they have down there, man, is, is pretty phenomenal. It, it's, it's not as tight as like our industry is, you know, that, but it's pretty damn tight. I mean, let's face it. They're kind of lucky to have you there too. I mean, I know you've wired Chinooks and done all sorts of different shit. Yeah, that was a that was a short stint at Boeing I did. It's when I tried to leave 12 volt, got sucked right back in. That tends to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, what uh, else do we want to talk about? Well, you know, I got one thing I definitely want to bring up. What's that? Step my ride. For uh, those of <laughs> for you those of you who don't know, Jason was uh one of the um, technicians on Pit My Ride, the TV show. So, um, yeah, we definitely want to hear a, a little bit about what went on there. And I believe when All we right. talked on the phone, you told me to ask, and and this is verbatim, what really happened on Pit My Ride. So I, I got so, to ask the question. What you got? All right. So there's been a lot of, like, little YouTube things out there about how the cars caught on fire or – they really didn't do what they said they did. Not, and so let me, I have to preface this. I did not work at West Coast Customs. Right. So anything that worked that was done at West Coast Customs, I have no knowledge of. I was not there at that time. What had happened was, well, let me, let me, before I jump into the story. Um, so I can only tell you what happened on the last two seasons of vehicles which is when they were getting built at Galpin Autosports. Um, and that was basically the last two seasons. I did uh, 31 of the 33 cars that were done the last two seasons. Um, what? And a boat, right? We did do some boats. That leads into the, how I ended up on my ride. Oh, okay. Okay. But, I remember seeing the videos of you being stuck in a boat. I, th- I think it was Cabe or somebody was got you in somewhere, stuck somewhere or something. I, Sorry, I was oh, thinking. Oh, that's there's some really funny stories about the boat show. <laughs> but if you guys that have been involved in car audio for a while will remember the Arc audio boat that they had at SEMA and at CES and was on the uh, front of the, a lot of their marketing materials. We yep. did that boat on a show that I was on before Pimp My Ride, which is how I ended up on there. I want to stop some of the rumors that people have seen on the internet. Cause I've gotten actually calls from people that know, and you know, like you guys, like you guys know stories only because we used to talk about it at, at you know, knowledge fest when we're drinking a lot of Tito's. Right. But, and by the way, I love Tito's. Um, I, so I, 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 by the way, when you come to St. Louis, I have a bottle uh, here and some Red Bull ready for you. Hell yeah. So if anybody from Red Bull or Tito's is listening, just know I'm a fan. Okay. And sponsor the show, and we'll make sure we have plenty for Jason. You sponsor Brandon's show, (laughs) and I will most definitely drink it while I'm listening to the podcast. Not driving. I'll I'll do it at home. There you go. There you go. But, yeah, Tito's and Red Bull, 100%. That's my jam. All right. So how did I end up on Pimp My Ride? Let's start there first, Brandon, because it's it's definitely different. Perfect. Um, 2004. Um, I was invited by select products, um, to be on the East coast team, uh, at the SEMA installer challenge. 
Awesome. I always wanted to do one of those. Uh, it was fun, bro. It was a lot of work, but it was definitely fun. I'd love to do it again, but they're going to need to give me like 96 hours, not 48. <laughs> so I did that SEMA, SEMA build that did the 48 hour thing. I had a couple of my friends that I was working at Twitter at the time. I was one of the install managers at a Twitter shop uh, in Pennsylvania. And uh, for you guys that don't know what Twitter is, it used to be a, uh, I wouldn't say it's a whole national chain. It wasn't as big as Best Buy or anything, but it was, it was a higher end chain, let's say of stores that they had. It basically formed a U around the United States. Um, So it was down South up the East coast and uh, West coast at the very end. There was a couple that came through the Midwest, wasn't there? There were supposed to be a couple. Um, the original uh, reason why I stayed there as long as I did was they were supposed to open one in Pittsburgh, but they never did. Gotcha. So I, okay. I spent a lot of time traveling back and forth, but I was in the Philly market. Um, so we did the show. We did the SEMA show. Um, and we won for, I think it was sound, teamwork, and I think that was the two that we won. The other team won for fabrication and something else. There was another award. But I remember the reason why they had brought me in, one of the reasons why I was, I was a pro competitor with IASCA doing sound quality. Um, I was also the guy that did all the wiring in the car. So, you know, I, was, I already kind of had that stigma of being able to build things pretty quick. Um, right and being able to wire it in the same amount of time was, was definitely my, uh, my advantage. So Paul Pirro, um, which most of the guys in the industry will probably remember Paul. Um, he had asked me to be a part of the team. So we got to the team. We're in Vegas. Um, we built the car, blah, blah, blah. Um, I got asked to do the LA boat show. Um, because the guy that judged the teamwork award apparently owned this boat company that was at SEMA showing their boats and they were like all custom. I didn't know at the time that he was the judge. Um, but I remember seeing him float in and out, you know, kind of like watching all of us. Um, so he had, he had asked for most of my team in particular, along with one of the other guys from the other team. So we went out and did the boat. Um, it was a single boat. It wasn't, it wasn't technically an installer challenge, but it was. Um, but I sat there for 42 hours wiring this boat that I had never worked on a custom boat like that before. Um, and we literally built it inside of the uh, LA convention center uh, for 48 hours. And wow. uh, it turned out really good. We, we got about 95% done with it by the time the time was up and then had to go back to San Diego. Um, there's a little bit of wiring left to do. Um, it was pretty much all done though. Um, so they asked me and Cabe, who was on my team now twice. Yeah. And we had, be- we had become good friends at this point. Um, they had asked him to come out to finish a little bit of the fabrication stuff. Cause he's a fabricator. Um, and then they brought me out with them um, to finish up some of the wiring. And then they just kind of, you know, they brought us out for like four days. They, they offered to pay us for the four days that they're out there. I mean, we had done all this other stuff volunteer. We never got a dime for any of it. Um, so we're out there and 
we had like four days out there. We figured out ah, we, we can knock this out in a day or two. I mean, man, we got there. We were done in like four hours. We had everything set up and ready to go. And the yep. boat was auctioned off and it was uh, all the proceeds from the boat went to the uh, Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. So it was a really neat story behind the boat and things of that nature. Um, but anyway, the last the last day we were there, the, the, the night before we ended up flying back home, um, they had asked us to go to dinner with the, with the owner of the boat company. And um, we get there and there's like 30 people at this like table. Like they had pushed all these tables in. There's like 30 people. I'm like, I don't know who the hell all these people are. So we kind of just sat down. Well, here it was a production company and they're film guys and sound guys. And they were all at this thing and they were oh, explaining shit. to us um, that they watched us working from afar and had microphones inside the boat that I never saw. I don't even remember how they did it. Um, and that, they thought we were hilarious and that they were in the middle of filming the filming a show, but it was like watching paint dry. Like they, they did, they had done a pilot. I never saw the pilot that they had done, but they said, listen, can you guys come out for six months and help us get the show going? And I was like, I guess, I mean, I could, um, it depends on what I'm going to get paid. Right. And, uh, you know, they, they offered us a decent amount to come out for six months. So I said, well, hell yeah, let's, let's do it. Well, it turned into a nightmare, but anyway, um, we only did four boats. They were hour long episodes. The arc audio boat was our last boat that we did. Um, it was on the uh, outdoor life network or OLN, um, right when the show ended, um, and I was helping the producers and everything pack up all their stuff. They, the network had agreed to run it, uh, you know, three or four months later, because you know how long it takes for filming and stuff. Um, yeah. Well, here, uh, OLN got bought out by Versus, which is like a sports channel. So they weren't really interested in running the show, but they ended up running the show um, in Canada and the U.S. Um, and it was, like I said, it was four episodes. Um we were turned into the bad guys in the show. Like the, you have to remember when you, when you're filming stuff, they can flip it. However they want to flip things and you're on microphone constantly. So they took a couple of things that I had said, not related to that boat, the arc audio boat and flipped it to make it look like I was trying to be basically a dick. Yeah. Um, you know, we, and it wasn't the case at all. And it's very, very noticeable. If you ever get to watch the episode, um, if you've never seen them, I will try and burn you copies of the, of it just so you can laugh your ass off. <laughs> I don't think I've seen the whole episode. So yeah, I'd like to see them. I think that'd be uh, awesome. Uh, we got ourselves. I mean, we, we were being silly and it just happened. You know how it is working in the shop, man. You gotta, you gotta oh, yeah. act a little bit silly sometimes. Well, we packed it all up. They ended up selling the show. I had just made it to the cover of car audio and electronics magazine along with Cabe. Remember back in the day, I told, remember earlier when I told you about working for Mark Leggett, he was in car audio. Yep. That was a goal of mine was to be able to one day say that I was on the cover of car audio and electronics. Like that's been a major goal for me. Right. And it was like, my goal just happened. Like legit. It just happened. The funny part about it is the month before 
the magazine was Mad Mike was on the cover of Car Audio Electronics. Ah. So anyway, we were packing up. We were getting ready to go home. Like we were leaving. We did our six months like we said we would. Um, here, because we were just on Car Audio and Electronics magazine, Ben O was the editor at the time. And uh, I guess somebody from MTV at some point had called him and said that Galpin Autosports had gotten uh, the show Pimp My Ride to do the last few seasons, um, but they didn't have any real installers. Now, Ben knew that we were packing up, getting ready to leave because Cabe talked to him like every day. Right. So he said to us, he goes, hey, you guys want to head up to L.A.? And I remember Cabe distinctly going, why? Why would we want to go there? And then when he said, Pimp My Ride needs <laughs> installers, we got on the bikes because I had my bike there. Um, we got on the bikes. We ran to, it was a Thursday night. I, I could tell you almost exactly. It was about eight o'clock at night. We had to LA on our bikes. Um, we get there about 10 o'clock, quarter after 10. MTV was the main, the executive producer was still there. Um, we went, met with the owner of Galpin. He was there. Um, and we met with Mad Mike. They offered us a position to come in right away. Uh, we had to be there Monday morning at eight. Whew. So we had to move from San Diego to LA in like two and a half days on your bikes. Well, we had to, well, I had my car too. I had to trail on oh. my bike. Oh, okay, but, um, okay. I had like a little four by eight U-Haul. I, I rented to take it out there and gotcha, then I gotcha. had to rent it again to get it to LA. But I mean, that was the easy part. Um, getting to find a place in two days in LA back then wasn't necessarily hard, but I mean, we, we ended up in apartments right next door to each other. Mm-hmm. And then we started working at Galpin. Well, there is a point where we got, when we started working on the cars is when I've had people ask, like, when was the first time, like we started working on the cars is when all the fiberglass started happening ah. and you can see it. Like you can, I can tell you right now, it was a VW Beetle. It was called Hair Force One. That was the very first car that me and him started on. Um, there was a VW thing that we did not do. The guys from MTX did that. That's Tom Bostic. He was one of the guys. And uh, he was a big metal guy with MTX. Um, but they did that car and the limo that was done at Galpin right before we got there. Okay. But, the very first car we did was that Hair Force One. And I started fabbing the dash because, you know, I can do a little fiberglass. I'm not the greatest at it, but I can do a little. I know enough to get dirty. You know what I mean? You got um, some skills. Don't, don't I, sell yourself short. We know better. Eh, I'd much rather do wires. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? But uh, I started at the dash and wrapped the whole, I, I did full fiberglass from the dash all the way down to the console and back to behind the gear shifter. And then mm-hmm. Cave did everything from the gear shift back. And we just kind of met at the middle. And it was so funny because I have a clip of it. I'll have to find it and send it to you. Um, I can't release it for the public mm-hmm. at this point, but it's me and Cave. Somebody was filming us and listening to us on our mics talking about how we used to make fun of the show and here we are on it. Aren't we a bunch of hypocrites? <laughs> and it's true. I used to make fun of the show. I'm like, that is the dumbest thing ever. Why would you put, you know, 
anything in the car that, that did that. That's stupid. Um, but then I, that's how we ended up on Pimp My Ride is legit how we ended up there. Like it was right place, right time, 100%. That's all it was. Um, like I didn't enter to be on there. I didn't, you know, I didn't, you know, fondle anybody to get on there or anything like that. It was just what it is. Well, now I'm disappointed. I know. I know you were waiting <laughs> for that part. Um, I was waiting the whole time and there was no fondling. No, no fondling happened. Um, so we start building the cars and uh, we got to this Hair Force One car and I'm like, you guys want me to put a runway of LEDs down the console so that we can do a little die cast plane on there. Like, cause the girl was going in the air force. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, you do realize like, um, this is going to take a while. Like this isn't something you just do in an hour. Right. But they were all, once they started, once we started using fiberglass, it was like, it had to be fiberglass, something somewhere in every single car. Like, it was crazy. Oh, shit. it was like, we started this just to, just to show them what we could do. And we kind of screwed ourselves royally. I call that fucking up in reverse. Yes, that's exactly what we did. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was the first car and they got all goo goo gaga over it because of, you know, just the different contours and the different ways we did things. And um, we integrated lights and behind speakers that, you know, they hadn't done before. And it was, it was neat. Some of the stuff we did. Um, but I was, I took the standpoint of you guys are paying me to do this dumb shit. I'm going to do it. Like, oh, yeah. and we've we had did. this conversation privately. you like, you know what? You were getting paid good to do what was asked of you. And yeah, you fuck it. You did it and enjoyed it and had a good time with it. So, yeah, it got to the point where they were coming up with the wildest stuff. All right. Let's let's explain how this shit ends up in the car. Right. So they take a little backstory of people. So. All right. So here's the process. They, they, they have a casting call. Let's say they have 200 people show up with their cars. All right. It has nothing to do with the car itself. The car could be non-existent. Okay. They the want the story. It's them. So what they would do is they would interview them on camera. And depending upon how they acted on camera, depending upon that, it depended upon how they acted on camera to determine whether or not they were in the running to be on the show. Then it would come down to the producers. All right, we're going to pick this one. What's a little bit of their backstory. So, you know, there, there was one where a kid said he got made fun of because he was a heavier guy and they said he liked candy. All right. This is the cotton candy car that I did the maximum. Oh, okay. As I sit here and eat licorice. Right. So, so yeah. by the way, you if you know, hear me chewing tough shit, I'm eating licorice. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that he liked candy. He had just mentioned it in his interview at one point that he had a sweet tooth for candy. Like that mm -hmm. was something that he had just said in passing. Well, don't right. you know these producers are throwing rappers like snicker rappers like in his car all over the place and they start filming it. And I'm like, they are really making this shit up as they go. And then <laughs> yeah. and they would come to us and they'd be like, Hey, how about you put a cotton candy machine in there? And I'm like, why? And they're like, can you do it? And I'm like, well, yeah, I can do it. I said, but it doesn't make any sense to do it. Like, why would you do, you can't run it off the car. The motor's too big. And they're like, well, it doesn't matter if it works or not. And I'm like, well, no, you have to understand that if we're doing it, it's going to work. Like 
That's kind of like the thing that me and Kim yeah. have already said, like, we're not going to do stupid shit and it not work. We ended up, oh my God, that was a nightmare car. But some of the cars, um, but like, that's how they got picked was their personality basically is what it was. And then they would look at their cars second. We messed up cars even worse than what they were. Just so it looked like it was really messed up on when they first show it. Yeah. Um, that was true. Cause there's a lot of like, you know, speculation of what happened on the show and why certain things were taken out and why they couldn't, you know, why things were done the way they were. But a lot of the false things were like the guy we did a RAV for. Um, I did like motorized wine glasses in his console. We did a chocolate fountain in the back of his truck. Um, when he was done, it was a little RAV4, older RAV4. Yep. When the show was over and they got their vehicle back, or once their episode aired, they got the vehicle back. Um, apparently, he went and had a shit ton of stuff torn out and redone. Which, listen, these things aren't built as show cars, okay? They're definitely 10-footers. They're like, right. oh, that looks cool, 10 feet away. So, you know, we, we were rushed. Like, we only had... I could tell you straight up, there was cars that I wired in three days. Ooh. And, uh, you know, this all popped back up recently because one of the YouTube guys bought one of the old Pit My Ride cars. And when I saw it and I went, oh, shit, somebody's going to tear this thing apart. They're going to they're going to rail me like I could just I, I was just waiting for it. Right. Um, but the funny part was that. When he got everything back to like where it was supposed to be like wiring wise, like, you know, the power and ground and everything. Yeah. The funny part was everything still worked in that van. How so fucking cool I, is that though? I mean, it, it is pretty neat. And to be able to see, I am, I tried to buy it, but I was too late trying to buy it. Cause I was going to buy it and fix it and keep it here just as a, cause I worked on it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like that, that was like cool for me, but uh, yeah, he, uh, things were still working. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, it was Lila's Plymouth van. It's like a pink and purple van, but, uh, like some of the stuff was just silly, man. And that was all the producers. They would take something that they said in passing and turn it into, this is a passion of theirs. You know what I mean? Uh huh. And they were building it for TV. Like it's, this was, this isn't real life, man. This is a TV show. This is, well, the fun part now is they can show this stuff or whatever and make it look like shit one way or the other but yeah there's been enough reality shows and different things going on that people know now not that we knew then because we thought this is what happened you yeah. know but we know now that half this stuff is bullshit and you know it's it's for a show well you know i did a lot i got to do a lot of cool stuff i got to meet a lot of people um but the show itself technically was not fake I know a lot of people say it was fake, but it really wasn't. Everything we did at gas, I can tell you it worked. At some point in the line, it worked and did what it was supposed to do. You know, putting a snowblower in a K5 blazer, not my <laughs> most favorite moment, but that shit worked. Didn't last very long, but it worked. Um, some of the stuff we did have to take out of vehicles before they were delivered to the customers because the lawyers were involved. A lot of people don't realize how big Galpin really is. Like there's, that is like a legit operation. Like 
I think they have 16 or 17 dealers maybe under their umbrella. Wow. Um, and Damn, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's a big operation, man. Um, that's, so there, that's cool. Yeah. And there was tons of lawyers involved. Um, somebody leaked that we did secret pit my rag cars recently on YouTube. And it's not necessarily true, but it's also not necessarily false either. Um, so in between the first and the second season of them filming, there was like six months where they took off. Um, I was on, I was in the back shop. So I built the special project stuff. So I built the pin my rag cars and any other special projects we had going on back there. Right. We did for Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. Um, that had a churro maker in the back. Nothing crazy. Had some paint done to it. Had nice wheels. I think we lowered it, put HIDs in it back then. It was like neat to be able to do those things. Um, but it was never really televised too much. I never took pictures of it or anything like that. And people were like, oh, they built secret pit my rag cars. Well, it wasn't necessarily a secret. Um, it just was extra things we did in the shop to, um, I don't know, keep us busy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was in uh, between the, the filming type stuff. Right. And we did one like, uh, what was the guy's name? We built a golf cart for a guy. Um, big, big actor, Michael Douglas. That's what it was. Okay. Yep. Uh, like we put a golf, uh, he, he golfed a lot. We put satellite TV on it. Um, and we did like a, a 12 inch flip down monitor. Cause you know, we put monitors everywhere. Um, and then we did like the little golf brush where he could shine his shoes, you know, so he didn't get into his golf cart and little, little things here and there. Um, we built, I built a car for, I believe it was DC comics. Um, it was a Pontiac solstice. Um, I'll have to find a video to send you so you can actually see it, but they did like rotating machine guns that flipped out of the front bumper. Um, so I had to figure out how to bring the, the front end down so that the machine guns came out through and then they had a strobe light behind it that strobed. So I was, it was pretty fun doing all that. But like I said, we did, we did do some special things in between filming of the two seasons that I was there. Oh, that's cool. I mean, at least you had the opportunity to still do some stuff and honestly do some cool stuff in between it. And Yeah, it was neat. Um, I would probably do it again if I would had the opportunity to do it. Um, I know some guys have called me a sellout for doing it, um, which, you know, it's okay. Like I get it. I get what you're saying. You know, Fuck nobody, them. nobody would stoop to that level to, 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 you know, have a job. I will tell you what I had fun. Um, the last season is when I ended up getting on camera because Cabe had left. Um, so Cabe was kind of more on the, camera in that first season that we did at Galpin. Um, yeah. But I still built everything. Um, when he left, um, I was like the last one of the original group, I guess, that had started at Galpin. Yeah. Uh, so they kind of said, well, you're, you're going to be on camera more. And I'm like, okay. You don't make any extra money, really. You need a few hundred dollars for doing a car when it's done. Like it did. It was like not. It wasn't anything at all. But you're talking about sixteen hour days, uh, six days a week. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, that's so a lot it, of work. That's a lot of work, man. But you know, some things they get taken out of cars because of lawyers, obviously. Um, there were a couple people that didn't like their cars. They were like, oh, this is ugly or this is stupid. And we're like, ah, it is what it is. What they don't tell you is they literally could crush that car and give it back to them as a little box. You know what I mean? And they, there's nothing they can do because they kind of signed over, you know, that they would accept the car no matter yeah. what it looked like. Yeah. Um, the tax. Back, back to the lawyers on that one. Yeah, exactly. The taxes and things, I don't know if they got charged taxes. I, I've heard people say that in some of the on because you know everybody tags me and things like, oh, did you hear this about putting my ride? And I'm like, that's not technically what happened. If you get more people that want to know about specific episodes or you want to get some videos together and we can discuss it on a video podcast, maybe at some point in the future. Oh yeah, I'd love to do that, man. That'd be fun. Just something, you know, for you to do. If you want to do a follow-up on it, we could do a whole thing on that. Dude, I could tell you about some of this dumbass shit we did for hours. It just would go on for hours. We just got to make sure you got time for that. Oh, yeah. No, I'll make time for you, bro. You know that. <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. But, um, yeah, so I did I did that. Uh, I did two full seasons. It took about two and a half years. At the very end of... When they stopped filming, I was there when the exhibit quit. And he was just like, you know, my understanding of it was they added a extra car, um, which they ran in the middle of the season to make it look like it wasn't what it was. Yeah. Um, but exhibit had quit. They didn't want to pay him for this extra car that they were throwing in. And it caused a bunch of conflict and, you know, lawyer contracts and stuff and, you know, entertainment industry contracts and, so they had brought in Chameleon Air um, to do this final car. Well, they ended up rushing the episode a little bit and ran it in the middle. But anyway, that was the final car was the Silver Surfer car, which is my when I get turned into a comic book character. <laughs> that was pretty neat. And I have the original somewhere for the from the show. It's pretty it was pretty cool to have that and be turned into a comic book character and that is pretty I, cool. I've seen those, yeah. some of those pictures and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I post some of the clips on my Facebook page every now and then. Usually, I'll post them when people ask me about it. So if you see a bunch of pit my ride stuff come through, they're like, "Oh, where you know which one were you?" Because I'm old and fat now. So they're like, "I don't remember you being on the show." I'm like, I "Always had sunglasses on." So because I'm a big sunglass person. So yeah, don't worry, I'm with you. <laughs> but uh. That was that. And then I ended up going to auto page as their, uh, as one of their trainers. Um, I had made friends with, uh, the guys at auto page, um, during the filming of there. Cause we, we had switched over to use an auto page. Um, they right. had sent off to the show. Um, so the last, I want to say the last 10 cars all had auto page systems in it. Awesome, um, man. I think that's where we met. Actually, you were at auto page. This was yep. 12 volt insider time. And this was, yep. and then when you went back to uh PA, I, I believe. Yep. That's Some about that. right when that's about right when that all went down, but yeah, I started doing the, uh, I was doing the training and stuff for them. Mm-hmm. And then I was working there. I was flying all over the country, like talking to people all the time. And then uh, I ended up, going to CES and stuff. And uh, that's when uh, ADS came into play because we were the distributor for 
iDatalink product um, on the West Coast. Okay. Uh, it was it was AutoPage and FirstTech were the two major distributors for the U.S. So I was doing actually phone calls for uh, iDatalink at night because I was on West Coast hours. Um, and that's how I got tied into ADS and iDatalink. And, you know, they, they all knew me from going to CES and stuff like that with them. So I had literally, they had started to put together a uh, U.S.-based team. And I took that right away. As soon as they offered it to me, I took it. Yeah, I did. I was there for eight years, nine years, something like that. eight or nine years. I can't honestly, I don't remember 2010. I think it was eight, eight years. And then uh, after the last three years of being there, I was traveling a lot with Wade. Um, and we were doing like combined shows where it was like iDataLink and CompuStar training all in one. Um, and he would do the first part. I would do the second part. And he tried for three years, bro. He's like, oh, just come work for me. Come work for me. Come work for me. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I like what I do, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then uh, right before COVID, I think it was like, uh, what, 29, March of 2019, I finally decided to take him up on the offer. And uh, I've been there ever since. So I've done a lot of weird shit. You've, you've had a lot of fun with this and had yeah. a, been around a, a, a long time. What... <sighs> Is there one particular that's kind of your favorite build or the favorite thing you've done over uh, over some of this? Uh, okay, so well, I have to split it though. Okay. Um, on a pit my ride show, probably my favorite car out of all of them was the Impala that we did with the biodiesel that Arnold Schwarzenegger was on that episode. It was uh, the Earth Day episode. Um, that was probably my favorite car out of all. That's the only car that I would drive personally. That was a pit my ride car. I would, would drive that in a second. Um, that was probably my favorite, um, favorite car that I built over the years. Man, there's been quite a few, um, well, GTIs or, uh, Probably my own GTI that I competed with because I built that car in seven days and it had, um, it was my old silver one. I was running horns and mid bass and two subs. Um, I had true technology amplifiers. I was, um, used a P9 combo. Yeah. And my car was really, really simple, but it worked like it, it worked for what I needed it to do. And it was, just probably one of my all-time favorite ones that I did for myself, I guess. Um, I miss it, definitely. You're on the Subarus always... now, right? No, actually, Subarus are all gone. Oh, uh, are they? Okay. We gave them a shot. It didn't work out. Um, no, I'm, I got I got a or camera Toyota. now. Yeah, I got okay. a Toyota. Um, I had a Forerunner for a while, and I, I kind of enjoyed that. It was, but then Gasco was getting out of control, and. Uh, I got myself one of the Toyota Camry TRDs. So it's it's fun. It's Calvary blue. Um, I like it. It came out. uh, I like it. Took a little while to get here. I had to order it, but. um, The one on your Facebook page. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a beautiful car, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, you know, 
I couldn't get something. You know, I, it definitely stands out. Let's put it that way. It's it's an odd color that people always do a double take. Most of the time, it's you don't think it's a Camry. Camry. I'll put it that. No, way. no it's a it's badass not, looking car. It's not your standard Camry, but <laughs> is uh, that your favorite to date? Your Camry right now? Nah, my nah. twenty <laughs> probably my twenty ten GTI is still my all-time favorite car. I love that car, man. Uh, yeah, I remember you posts. making a lot of posts and talking about that one a lot, for sure. Well, I used that car a lot to do testing in, and I just kind of, I just felt like I knew that car more than any other car I've had. So, that makes, you know, that makes sense. I mean, it, it's, I mean, I, I still, this day, I remember of all things, my 94 Ranger. I mean, that's still probably one of my favorite trucks. And I drove the shit out of it, beat the shit out of it, but I just liked it. So, yeah, that was like my GTI, man. I, I just loved the car itself. It, it, it never did me wrong. Yep. You know, and I know a lot of VW people are like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, your check engine lights always on. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I can ignore that stuff. It's only one light. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's not multiple. It'll be okay. Yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've done, we've done some good stuff and Matt, you, you know, I miss going to the shows, but that whole COVID thing screwed that all up. We we had it all planned out. Remember we used to, have, we used to have plan our parties like months in advance. We'd be like, all right, we're going to meet here outside. I will have <laughs> a gallon of Tito's in my backpack. Yep. I, yeah. I remember I missed I missed the last picture we did for 12 volt insiders thing with the where uh uh Sandro had the remember we all went and bought the cannons and the oh. ones where every way was bitching at us. Oh, they were so mad at us, bro. I love that. That was fun. But I missed that because I took my backpack back upstairs to reload and you, oh, everybody, got on, everybody else got on stage and did the picture, the one with the confetti all above everybody. Yes. And everything. Yeah, I, I am not in that pictures because I was up reloading the backpack for us to have fun again. Oh. It, it was hilarious. Oh, dude, they were so pissed off at us, but that is the best picture ever. It like, is. Seriously. I got to find my charger. I didn't think this through. That's all right. No worries. Well, if we get but, uh, cut off, don't worry. Well, uh, right. we're, you're going to come back on anyway. So, you know, it'll be all right. Dude. We can always do a second one if you want. I mean, I'm always down to talk, man. Just even if you want to bullshit. I love talking to you, man. How many times did we sit at Knowledge Fest till like four o'clock in the morning sitting outside? Just bullshit. About every one we were both at? <laughs> yeah, pretty much every one. I mean, we I miss those days, man. You know? Yeah, I do too, man. I, I do. Um, I've I've cut back on the Knowledge Fest. I'm not teaching classes and stuff this year. They kind of cut cut off what I was doing, which is fine. You know, they were yeah. just going to do another thing. Cause you know how it works. You do one or two for a few years and then they have other stuff come in and do yep. that and uh, still support it and everything, do everything I can. But I, I really had to cut back a lot because I was last year, I was traveling a shit ton. So I need to work on, uh, on what was going on here. And but yeah, uh, they, they split us up, you know, like I haven't been in, I haven't been at knowledge fest in quite a while. Yeah, I haven't seen you at one. I know last year, the last one we did, we did, uh, of course, we did Vegas. 
yep. the awards and everything, just because I had promised guys I'd take him the one with the awards. And yeah. after Dallas got changed, canceled, whatever the fuck happened, um, I was like, yeah, no, we're going. And uh, we did that. But yeah, we we definitely need to have a, some patio time or fuck it. If nothing else, um, I'll fly to PA or you can fly out here or whatever. And we'll hang out for a little bit and drink some. I want to come, I want to come see the studio. You definitely have to come see the studio. And, and I literally outside, I got some, I got some Kia's and Red Bull ready for you at any, oh, any time, day or night. It's here ready for you. Well, you know what you need to do is if you're, when you go in to do your video podcast, right. Whenever you're ready to do that. Yep. I will come out there. Let's get somebody else to come out. Let's do like a whole group. That'd be fun. Yeah. We'll just set up a whole fucking thing. And yep, I'm in. So just do one big, I can, I can, I got four bikes and headphones and everything in here, but it's a small room, but yeah. that, that doesn't mean we can't do that and then still have fun later anyway. So it doesn't matter. I hear you. So, Hey, I got one last question. Well, technically I got two last questions for you. No, go ahead. Number one. Um, you got any suggestions, things, things for people to work on things you would suggest people we've talked about a lot, uh, and, and this is probably going to be two episodes and uh, well, okay. they'll figure, they'll figure that out when it becomes two episodes, but anyway, you got like some suggestions to different things you've been in around in this industry, but also just dealt with a whole lot of different things, whether it's just this industry or business in general or different things that you would suggest for people to um, kind of take to heart and just think about. I mean, yeah. I mean, just help each other, man. That that's my biggest thing is, is, you know, the egos have got to go. There's always going to be somebody who knows something more. Um, You know, just because you're good at something, um, help, help your fellow, help your fellow installers. Um, help your fellow guys you're working with every day. Um, you know, I, I just, if more people helped each other, I think we'd be in a better spot than we are currently. Um, and just, you know, being able to remember what, you know, um, we were all, we were all rookies at some point, you know, I started out sweeping a floor, legitly started sweeping a floor. That's it. I just kept my ears open. I listened yeah. and I, I tried to listen to everything and retain what I was hearing. Um, that's, that's my biggest thing is, is help, help the guys that need the help. Um, because we're a dying breed, man. I fucking love that, man. And uh, this is that right there is uh, just the epitome of why I have so much respect for you, man. I, well, I, I really do. I respect you too, man. Well, thank you very much. I mean, Jason is always those of you who don't know Jason is always a person there to fucking help like he was saying earlier you know he'll give out his personal cell phone number he'll do everything he can to help everybody and by the way if you have it don't fucking abuse it but also <laughs> nobody really does it's, it's well that's good it's honestly true good that is that is very good and uh you know um man we appreciate all you guys do not uh, it not just you personally. I mean, yeah. I definitely appreciate you, but all all the tech support guys, all the everything that you guys do, um, as far as this, whether it's just twelve volt industry or completely beyond that, some of the tech support and helping other people in other industries. You know what you guys do is uh, fucking fabulous, and uh, I personally would probably um, 
lose my shit or go Salem, go Jay and Silent Bob and go fly around <laughs> and find everybody's home and punch them in the mouth or something if yeah. I had to deal with what you did. So, dude, I, I, I commend every single one of you for what you do, man. I really do. Well, we all, I, I know I, I still love what I do, man. I do. Uh, I love that. So um, let's let's end this. We're we're going okay. on about two hours now. And okay. Number one, you're definitely coming back, right? Yes, absolutely. I, I know that was a question I didn't have to ask, but I'm fucking asking anyway. And okay. more importantly, where can they find Jason Ewing? Where? Uh, where? where? Yeah. Where would you like you want, uh, Facebook, I'm social media, Facebook. some of that? I I really only do Facebook, bro. I, I'm not a big Instagram person. Um, if you honestly, the Facebook groups, the tech support groups, the, those are pretty much the only place, um, social media wise, I really don't do too much. Um, I think it's just, uh, PhD one, two V. So doc, basically a doctor 12 volt, but I shortened it to PhD one, two V. Uh, I love that. That's fucking cool. Yeah. So that's a hey. Write this down. That's a story for next time of how I came up with that. Hold back, on, I I am back uh, in the nineties. Back to the whiteboard, right next to my desk. PhD one two V. Yeah, because I tried to do Doctor Twelve Volt, and it was already taken. And then I found out who it was. That's for another time, though. All right, we will save that. I will uh, get rid of the other one, but I still have Ewing up here, and I promise I will save this for the next one. All right, brother. Thank you very much. Right. For no taking, problem, bro. Taking the time to do this and everything. And uh, I know it's a time out of your schedule. So I greatly appreciate this. And I hope somebody gets some information out of it. And um, just to end up in the show, man, you know, um, please help support uh, my guys. Uh, Nova Cigars, they're our official cigar sponsor. Um, we don't make any money from this. We don't do anything. But, you know, some good people in there and they help us out and we're going to help them out. And also of course the car shop here in St. Louis and please like share, leave a five-star review, do everything, share the podcast and uh, we'll see you next time. We're going to have a lot of fun. All right, brother. Later. Thank you, bro. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Later. Thank you for tuning into the Business Cars and Cigars podcast. Make sure to share this with someone you know that can benefit from this content. Remember to support this show by rating, reviewing, and subscribing.